Welcome to the Crack House Podcast. We are here at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy in the sunny Phoenix, Arizona. This brought to you by Old Arroyo Entertainment. And as always, Big Pine Comedy Festival is September 19th through the 22nd in the amazing Flagstaff, Arizona. Guys, it's my pleasure to bring to you your host, Matt Broom. What's up, buddy? You know, if I were any prettier, I'd be you, Jack. <laughs> I am having joke. a great day right now. It is, is hot, but um, you can't see any man boob sweat coming through my shirt, so I feel good about myself. I feel good. That's important. The boob sweat is important on a man. It, it is. Man boobs are a horrible thing here in Phoenix, Arizona, where it's 117 <laughs> degrees. Speaking of man boobs, Jack Galvin, how are we doing? <laughs> oh, man. You just know where to hit me, don't you? Every time. Uh, feeling good about five seconds ago, a little less good now. But uh, that's okay because I am looking across from a very handsome man, uh, producer Buck. Hey, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Just trying to finish this bottle of vodka. That, the vodka. Because you're not a quitter. That's why, and I uh, and that's why we love you. So I uh, hope you get that down. Um, <laughs> speaking of vodka, uh, our guest today is super smooth on stage. Super, super smooth. smooth. Yeah. That's what they call him, Captain Super Smooth Matt Richards, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Richards! Oh, man, this guy is a ball of energy on stage. Love watching this guy on stage. Uh, he also brought a crew with him as well. But his, He brought his crew and his best friend. It's like my buddy, my buddy and me. Like, they have done so much together. Yeah. And tour all over, and I think that's amazing, because the, the support that people bring when they're on the road and, and being able to travel with someone that you enjoy and can do all your antics with like when we go on the road we do antics jack like you drive me oh, around yeah. and do nothing I do. um <laughs> well, i make horrible horrible decisions and make sure that i get home safely that's what we do i make sure you get home safely yes, yes you do you do i'm not sure how because he's so high at all times i'm not sure if the car's even moving but that's what we do so yes matt richards again i can't i can't say enough about this guy a truly talented talented guy doing a lot of new moves on TV. He's got his own shows coming out. Writes for maybe the coolest person in the world. Probably the, the coolest job I've ever heard. A, he does. He, he really is. It's all Snoop Dogg. Snoop yeah. Doggy Dogg. Writes for Snoop Dogg. I mean, that's just a dream Snoop come true. Doggy you just heard it from Matt. Dogg. I like to smoke weed. This would be the, uh, the oh, most wow. amazing thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I want to... Uh, I used to... I was going to get a job writing for Tupac, but it didn't go well. No. <laughs> <laughs> that one did not. So Tupac was a pretty good writer, from what I understand. <laughs> I was <laughs> that much better. I was that much better. Yeah, I was writing from I was a pen pal from himself. From himself. Yeah? Yeah. Good for you. Machiavelli. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Richards, let's get to it. guys welcome back to the crack house podcast uh, brought to you from uh, the lovely beautiful freaking hot phoenix arizona at rick bronson's house of comedy and with oh with me always is my less sexy co-host matt broom matt broom how you doing today bud i'm your less sexy co-host i like how you're trying to do energy for the intro right there that was fantastic jack galvin ladies and gentlemen jack galvin nobody cares about what we do care about is our special guest today which we have a lot of guests today uh nick alexander is here what's up what's up y'all thanks for having me absolutely nick is nick is incredible i saw him last night uh very funny it was the first time i actually saw him uh incredible comic uh and thank you next to him is the the legend himself matt richards yeah yeah hey maddie 
What's up, motherfathers? <laughs> can I curse on this? You can well, curse on Yeah, you. motherfuckers! What's up? Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. We in this bitch. I mean, don't forget that yeah. you're trying to get to the gig for Disney right now. Hey, so. they know what I do. <laughs> House of Mouse, nigga. And Jack Gavin to your right. Shout out you to have? Mickey. I, we also have John Carden. Whoop. John, hello. Say hello to uh, all of our listeners. Hi. <laughs> and that's why we have the big guests, so that's they can really entertain us. Why is this guy here? Spirited introduction. <laughs> it's exciting, though, because this is actually, I think, the second or third time we maybe had almost the whole group of people that are performing this weekend at the House of Comedy here together. And I'm assuming we have different years in the business. Uh, let's just start where we're at with that. Uh, Matt, how long have you been doing this? A little Richards? over 10. A little over 10? Mm-hmm. You've been doing this, Matt Broom? Uh, a little over 10. It's so like five. You've been doing this, Nick, how long? Like eight and some change. Eight and some change. John? Six, Six for John. And Jack? Three for me. All right. So we have a lot of... Uh, the spectrum. So yeah. This podcast can be for anyone right now. Anyone, no matter where you're at, even if you're 25 years in. You could probably learn a lot. Are, are we assuming our listeners are comics? Like, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> Dude. Whoever you Rich, are. Rich Voss says he listens to this podcast every week. Okay? I know he does. You I'm believe sure what Rich Voss tells you? What up, Richie V? <laughs> what's up, Rich? No, you can't say what's up after you just... I mean, I could call him a liar and still say what's up. <laughs> oh, you just got unfollowed on Instagram. So how are you guys enjoying the heat? I brought the heat. How, is it first time in Phoenix for either of you? Or you first time before? for me. First Third time for you? Time. Third yeah. time? Not counting random layovers. Okay, but you didn't have to go out in the heat then. How was? Oh the no, heat? we went to Albertsons to pick up groceries. No, I'm saying for nice the time in your in your other trips for the layovers. Layovers, you, you never stepped out. out. I stayed in the air conditioning. How are you guys? How are you guys doing it? I'm doing all right. I had some training living in Florida for a couple of years, so it's just more dry than humid. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm managing. I got my water on me. I'm good. You're sweating, but it's evaporating really fast. Yeah, and armpits is just killing me. That's, That's it. It. Well, Look, you are wearing a hoodie. My nuts are thoroughly powdered. I, I have an obsession with like always having pockets. I need pockets to put stuff, so I just I don't mind. You should make pockets. For like a T-shirt, Shark Tank. Oh, <laughs> you gonna help me sell it? Is Mark Cuban gonna buy it? No, that's all you. You do the groundwork. What is uh, it you can wear the name. in 110 degree weather? I can do it because I always got water on me. So you know, I got water in Jesus. I'm it's like good. an igloo cooler. Yeah. Water and Jesus, he said. <laughs> water and Jesus. Uh, Sometimes that's, that's all fantastic. you need. A hope and a prayer in Phoenix here. <laughs> water and Jesus. So we on this podcast, we like to talk about stuff when it comes to comedians. We're comedians. We want comedians to listen to this. We want to talk about where we started. My first question always, how'd you get into comedy? I was six years old trying to watch porn on uh, softcore porn on uh, HBO or Cinemax. And Cinemax is much better. Scrambled? Yeah. Scrambled or like no, unscrambled. Up, my unscrambled. Pam, my so parents had up. money. Okay, you had HBO? Uh, <laughs> Cinemax. So I was trying Cinemax? to watch. I'm lying. We had illegal cable, so it wasn't, it wasn't scrambled, <laughs> but it was clear as fuck. And I was trying to watch it, and uh, Def Jam was on, and it was Greer Barnes. Doing uh, an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger in prison with Mike Tyson. And I laughed aloud enough to wake my dad. And he was like, what are you doing out of bed? I was like, that man is funny. At six years old? So it, it wasn't even, you didn't even know who he was talking about, did you? I you knew Arnold Schwarzenegger from the kids' movies, like Jingle All the Way and okay. shit. And uh, mm-hmm. I knew Mike Tyson because he was a boxer. So your first impression of stand-up was... Impressions. Greer Barnes impressions. impressions. Yeah. Awesome. And that was did it. you do that impression for like the next year of your I life? I did it in school and stuff. Yeah. Right? I think what? that's what normally what happens. Wow. Get down. Get to the, the chopper. chopper. Everybody's right. got Everybody's an arm. Get to the chopper. <laughs> well, I'm always fascinated because I, I'm, I started comedy at 32. Okay. Which later. Obviously. Better late than never. True. But I never, I, I've always enjoyed comedy, but I never, like a lot of guys come in here and say the same thing. They say, oh man, when I was a kid, I knew when I was a kid. 
I did not know when I was a kid. What did you want to be as a kid? Baseball player. Mm. Which is something entertaining, I guess. It's still being out there in the limelight kind of thing. For sure. Yeah. But I never thought I would ever get in front of a stage, tell jokes, and do any kind of stuff. So I'm always fascinated to find out. Most of these people want to do this forever. Is that something for you too, Nick? Did you want to start this at like a young age? Uh, He's still waiting to start. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started yet. One day. One day. Hopefully. No, nah, uh, I knew I loved comedy. Uh, the first, my introduction was watching Eddie Murphy Raw with my mom when I was like 10, I think. Okay. Um, but because I, I was a big Eddie fan, and then she was like, you know, Eddie did stand up. And I'm like, well, what's that? And she's like, watch this. And then Raw blew my mind away. I was kind of like you. I, I knew I liked baseball and basketball, so it was either going to be sports or entertaining people somehow. Somehow. So, yeah. Okay. I got into I knew pretty early, though. I wanted to make people laugh or watch me at least. No, that's cool. I'm looking at both of you, and um, comedy was the way to go initially. Yeah. Yeah. For sports? Yeah. For you should have skipped well, sports a long time ago. Cricket, maybe, or something. That's true. They play cricket out here? You can golf. Sure. Why not? You can golf? Ricky Fowler's like 5'5". Five, five. Tons of ladies. Tons, tons of ladies? All day long. He took all the Tigers all holes? There's so many. How can so you many. not take some? <laughs> can you not get at least one of them? <laughs> Falling from the sky. Falling from the sky. So when did, you, when did you start doing comedy? How old? I started selling comedy club tickets when I was 14. Really? Walking around Times Square, convincing people to go to shows that I wasn't on. In exchange for maybe stage time, and uh, I was duped. So I didn't really get on stage until I was about 17, 18 for the first time. So you were really doing the work, barking out there, I was hanging out in stand-up New York, uh, Broadway Comedy Club, fucking Laugh Factory. I was selling tickets for all of them niggas. And they would be like, yeah, you sell X amount of tickets, we'll put you on stage. And they were like, psych. And then that was it. Mm -hmm. nothing. So what did you do after that to make the change? I used to do magic. I still okay. do magic, oh, but uh, okay. I used to open a hypnosis show. This dude named Justin Trance, and we were in a comedy club for the hypnosis show. And one day somebody was late, and they were like, "Hey, you want to want to do 15? I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I didn't have fifteen. You had fifth, first time on stage doing stand up. Pulled 15, fifteen out of my ass. Yeah. At seventeen years old. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of dumb jokes. Um, <laughs> jokes about cereal. But seventeen-year-old. I, I, I think that shit. was my first joke too, and I was not seventeen. What is it? Is it cereals? Is it shitting? <laughs> Roaches. It was, yeah, it was like, oh, tricks are for kids. Were you the, doing the roaches joke when uh, uh, the girl Keisha had roaches? Yeah, almost. Okay. That was, I think, the next year. That was 18. Mm -hmm. That was 18. Yeah, yeah. It was about how the kids would take the cereal from the rabbit because rabbits are lactose intolerant, and they was trying to save his ass. <laughs> <laughs> powerful. That is powerful, <laughs> powerful comedy. But it went well, evidently. It did. It went yeah. well, right? 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. Did you do crowd work at all? Oh, I had to. <laughs> I had to do lots of crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you guys from? <laughs> I don't know anything about that place. Hold on, let's, let's, for classic listeners, uh, uh, when we talk to the comments, we always ask, Where are all the single ladies at? All the, the single, single ladies. Single ladies yeah. make some noise. Was it just a lot of like just getting applause from mm -hmm. everybody? How's everyone doing tonight? Like yeah. 16 times? Yep. But still, though, they have. Y'all still doing good? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool, cool. Hey, he's, DJ. He's hosting in his own set. You guys still having fun? You still Play having my fun? <laughs> Give it up for yourselves. All right. I wouldn't have, I, I mean, I, the first time I went on stage, I'm talking rehearsed to the T. Wow. Went to a class, did a class, you oh, know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> had no idea what to do. Went to the class once, didn't go walk in. Let sat in my car the whole time because I was too scared. Damn. To get in there. Yeah, 32 years old, just sitting in my Shit. truck. And you paid money? You didn't want to be that old nigga at karate. You had paid money. <laughs> you paid money. Of course I paid money. How much, how much money you drop on the class? 200 for four classes. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't know. Wow. Are you balling it up to just not go? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big investment. I, I was not. I was not. That White was privilege. <laughs> yeah. That would never happen. I'll throw this money away. Never It'll come back to me. Happen. Let me try and spend some money and not use it. 
That's <laughs> like speaking of class, like, do you think now did the comedy classes work? Like, I can't ever see myself ever go into no, it, a comedy it, class. I, from people I've spoken to who like are successful from starting out in a class, they learn the structure, and then you know they you could go in with a foundation. Like, there's a lot of people who just get off on natural ability and never learn really how to write jokes. So you can't really judge how somebody learns. True, how somebody learns it. Damn, you careful with that. Yeah, or like learning how to use a microphone. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying typically for me, for me at least, when I see comedy, like I've never seen a point in going into classes because as soon as you like the classes, you know they they introduce you to comics maybe, but once you start doing one or two open mics, you're gonna be surrounded by other comics, and then you know everybody at Denny's is doing the same thing you'd be paying two hundred dollars for in a class. Like why? So yeah. that's what I, I've never understood in my that mind. school is doing it. Yeah, right. So that's that's I mean, true, yeah. but you've got people like, I know comics that have come from here that have went to classes. Like, I can think of names like Kirsten being one of them, and she's an introverted person. She did well inside the classroom environment. Certain people will learn better in that classroom. Me, I've got, I had to hit open mics. Like, I had on-the-job training is the only way I was ever going to learn to do comedy. Right. But there's a lot of people that are introverted, and that book, like that comedy book will mean more to them than going on stage. Hmm. It, got me on, it got me in front of people. In the class, it got me on stage. Got it kept you in the car is what it did. I only, did, I, I, <laughs> first time. I, I only went, to, paid for four, only went to two. Okay. But what I found there was a community of people that knew other things that I didn't know. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to sort, sort out that community. Right. So I was told right away, hey, go hit open mics. Where are they at? Here's where they're at. I had someone luckily give me like 20 names on Facebook. Just, he goes, follow yep. these people and they will show you where to go. A good network. Which was important to me. All right. You know what I mean? Did you, what about you? How did you uh, I know, like I saw funny people and I didn't like it. And then I was like, I could definitely you saw do that. Movie, funny people? The movie okay. had me like inspired. And then when I was in college, I went to community for like a couple of years. And like that fall semester, they had an open mic. And like everybody was like rapping and, uh, and doing poetry because that's what in, in Queens, that's what everybody does. And I was like, I'm going to tell jokes. <laughs> and I had a really, I had a, a really good set at the yeah. open mic. And I just started figuring out how to get to the city and get on stage. It's crucial that that 18? first set, I think, has to be decent. You think? Mm-hmm. No, I you don't think mine so? went well. I was can... like, yeah, I was definitely hype off that one. So I was like, I could do this. The bomb will make or break you. That's true. Yeah. yeah. If you go up and you bomb, but you still but want you, to prove to yourself. But, but you know what it is? Because you did well in your first time, right? Oh, of course. Right. right. <laughs> I, I did well. I did well for my first three there is, years. Right. There is then, no question. Then that, that bomb was a motherfucking <laughs> but like, Hiroshima. You know, mm-hmm. I watched a, like, a lot of interviews, and then one guy was like, man, I remember the first time I bombed, and I didn't go on stage for like six months to a year. And I talked to comics who would do that, and I was just like, yeah, that can't be me. I, I would just always go on. Like, I never took a, a set that made me like shake me so much. I was like, damn, I can't. You do would this. bomb and get up and bomb yeah. and bomb again, and now you're good. Now you're good. I only bombed like once, twice in front of you. Okay. In front of you? In front of you. In front of you. <laughs> so, he got me into my first place. I saw the suicide oh, okay. Facebook posts. Yeah. Oh, oh, Matt, yeah. And now Matt does, Matt Richards is actually for the people at the panel right, that don't know, uh, is probably one of the nicest comics around. And, and you do try to help other comics. I have to. Whenever you can. Like Matt. I've worked with Matt before in the past, and he, he called me, and he's like, you know, you should talk to this agent and, and get represented here. And, and a lot of comics don't do that. Like, a lot of comics are out for themselves. We've talked about this on, a, on previous podcasts, too, oh, yeah. I think. But Matt definitely is all about bringing people up as well and, and helping people. You just got to show I'm trying to live. Right. I'm trying to, longevity can't be established without establishing a network of people that fuck with you. Right. That's a good point. Fact. Because in in today's society, though, like everybody is me, 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 and they're afraid that they're that 
if you help them, they're going to take your job. And that's that's the mentality of, of the new comic, it seems like, to me, that I see. Yeah, but I think what, what, like, what we know, especially Matt, like, he just knows, like, you can't do what I do. If somebody right. else can take your job, you were never, it was never the job for you. Right. So my, I think nobody I, can take my set. I've watched a nigga do my joke, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so good. good. This he motherfucker is funny as me. <laughs> well, you do you do also write a lot for people. Yes. So you know, like you write for like Snoop Dogg, and and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that you write for, and that's a testament of of your your comedy as well that that you can actually make it so other people can be funny for it. Writing for Snoop is honestly pretty easy. I shouldn't say this. Um, it is, though, because he's, he's just a natural fucking entertainer. So right. he, I'll write shit, and he'll take it and do something with it that I didn't even envision. And I'm like, oh, that's so much better. Now, what are you writing for him? For like host copy? Just host uh, stuff? Yeah. Stuff intros and outros and clever right. throws to commercials. And... But, I mean, it may be easy to do, but that's, I mean, to be able to pick up someone, you have to, you have to understand how he talks a little bit, don't you? Or are you just leaving it on him to really go in there and change it up into his way? I've watched every episode of anything that he's ever spoke on. So, yeah. so hard work is what you're While saying. While smoking copious <laughs> amounts of weed. <laughs> you, did you even watch Baby Boy? I've seen Baby Boy. That was years ago. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, every interview, every fucking GGN episode. Oh, right here, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is how he talks. Right. You got to get in the voice to be able to write for, to make it sound. He says like some dope to. shit to me. He's like, how you going to write for me if you don't think like me? Take the blunt, nephew. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best job ever. <laughs> <laughs> how did something like that come about? How do you get, some, how do you get a gig like that? Uh, the short story is I was working with Viacom doing some TV shows, and I got hit up by an exec over there. Shout out to Paul Ricci. He was like, yo, uh, we need Paul? somebody to come and punch up some shit from Martha and Snoop. It was like three weeks of work. I was like, yeah. Oh, wait, who? Martha and Snoop? Yeah, yeah that, I, was, I was like, for real? Was, was that like, for yeah. the roast? No, for, um, for their show. The for their, show. Oh, the cooking show. show. Okay, gotcha, 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 mm-hmm. gotcha. So I went in there, <laughs> and they had a team of writers, and one of the dudes, Lance Carruthers, who was Pootie Tang, mm-hmm. but I didn't okay. put two and two together until we were in. Uh, <laughs> you don't have the point on no more. No, we was in uh, like a table read, and Snoop wrote on a piece of paper. He's like, nigga, that's Pootie Tang. <laughs> first of all, Snoop passed me a note. And I look at the note. Nigga, that's Pootie Tang. And I looked up and I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Woo! Sadate. He didn't like that. You didn't like oh, that? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I tried that, too. He, was, he just looked at me. Yeah. Yeah, he had the glasses on. He just like, Lance Carruthers. He's dope. Uh, but yeah, then I wrote some goofy shit for that show, and I got a phone call from Snoop's manager, Ted, and he was like, yo, um, Snoop's doing a game show. He wants you to come fuck with it. I was like, duh. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so now, so now you're writing on there. Yeah. That's it. That's Two seasons. Amazing. Every Sunday you get to hang out on with TBS. Snoop. You get to hang out with Snoop. It's been, it's been, Snoop. been trippy. Were you a fan of his going in? since? I, well, I'm from the East Coast. How old are you? It was always bad boy. 28. 28, okay. Mm-hmm. He was always bad boy. Yeah, well, I'm 36, so I mean Snoop was. But Snoop is still sele- iconic. I mean, yeah, I mean we. I mean like in New York, we loved like Doggy Style and what he did with Dre and Fact. the Death Row and the um the No Limit Era. Remember when he was right. cheap outcomes? East Coast ain't got oh, no yeah. love. Oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg. The Dog Meal, you know, last meal. You know a lot about Snoop Dogg, don't you? No. Mm-hmm. John Carter. John just sitting John Carter. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the conversation. No, it's good. I'm oh, glad yeah. you're enjoying it. Now you said. 
a little bit ago you said in three years you did well and you bombed. One thing Rick likes to talk about in here is bombing and your worst bombing experience and how best. you got out of it. I want to hear it. Please. Uh, I'll never forget. It was a Friday night in New York City. Uh, sold out show at the Times Square Comedy Club. Oh, our main that. room sat about 330 people. Fuck packed. Who did I go after? Vince August, very funny comic. He's a lawyer by day and a comic by night. The beast. Uh, go up after him, and I remember an old black dude sitting like dead center, had on his striped shirt. I said something. He called me Carlton. <laughs> and I was like, Man, I see it a little bit. Man, shut the fuck up, man. I don't know what you're talking about. And then he was like, boo, nigga. And he won. Baby, he won. I don't know why that bothered you, because you used to have the response for the Carlton shit anyway. But not Oh, you him. were going through the breakup? I saw something. It wasn't a breakup. Me and my girl were arguing all day. And you were drinking, drinking, right? Because you, I remember you weren't in a good space. Not at that, that point. I hadn't started drinking. Until after the oh, bomb. Okay. After the boo nigga came out, that's, that's when he started Everything drinking. Everything I said, I was like, you better shut up, man. <laughs> Be nice. That's, what are you doing? You like literally Carlton him uh, to him. You were, was, he were Carlton. It was a losing how, how fast was that in your set? Like, right off the bat? I was supposed to do seven. So this was maybe three minutes in. Three minutes in. And what happened? Did you get off stage or did you... Oh, it start, got worse. It got worse. Did you start dancing? like, I'll fuck you up outside. I was like, you don't have to do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not necessary. <laughs> and I couldn't say anything funny. I was like, you better up, man. <laughs> Shit, your grandkids ain't gonna have a Christmas this year. <laughs> it what? Not, and everything was just flat. Nobody laughed. Was he getting hit? Was he getting he stuff? He got laughs. He got laughs when everything he was yelling he at said, you? I don't even remember. It was all a blur, but I remember leaving and then it started rain. And then I walked from 42nd to 103rd in the rain uh, yeah. to my then girlfriend's house. Which you were fighting with, yeah. you said, and you were drinking. And she you in, so in the rain. in life and love. <laughs> <laughs> and How long until you get back on stage after that? Next day. Next day? Didn't yeah, affect you too bad? Okay. Uh, no, it did, because other comics were like, ah, don't do that again. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, was like, what? And they were like, suck like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good tough skins. Yeah. Now it sounds like you guys have known each other. How long have you guys known each other? It seems like you guys have been friends and I doing this for like, a while. I met him like my first year or two in comedy, so pretty much my whole time doing comedy, I've known Matt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, one of the adventures. best friends. Uh, what is your best adventure? I, 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 <laughs> Matt just showed. Right. I just yeah. saw the look in his eyes I, on I this one. Just, I know. Just, yeah, I know. So I had uh, this girl <laughs> come to see me from California. I was uh, in New York all weekend doing shows. And she was like, oh, me and my homegirls are here. Let's hang out. And I was like, all right, cool. She's like, not for nothing. Uh, my friend kind of wants to get it on with both of us. And I was like, like a threesome? For real? Sweet. Yes. So we're drinking for free at the club, turning up. And uh, Nick sees one of the girls. He's like, oh, what y'all getting into? He wasn't 21 at the time. I was like, I'm not. You're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to hang out at a park or a McDonald's. I just get tired. We don't have juice boxes. Yeah. Uh, no free signs. Yeah, nigga, you better figure out yeah. how to get home. I'll share you my. I'll get share my Mott's applesauce with you, baby. Train. I go back on stage. I come off stage, and it's just one girl there, and I'm like, "Where's, where's your friend?" She's like, "Oh, Nick was showing her something." I was like, mm, "Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky weasel bastard." Yeah. The club was huge. There were like uh, four stages. Yeah. Four or five. Four or five. Yeah. So I'm like running to every empty stage trying to find This is the last show of the night. <laughs> they like they come out fixing their clothes. I'm like, what the fuck we all doing? He's like, oh, we just you know talking. 
Stop. <laughs> At McDonald's? No, nah, microphone check in the stage. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were in the clubs doing stuff before you were even I old enough to be in the clubs. Day. I did like an earlier show, and then yeah, he was we, doing the last show. We were both on shows that yeah. night. So what's that like, uh, being in clubs? Because I, I started late, too. I, I started in my 30s. But well, what's it like going into a club not being of age to perform for people drinking. Like, oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was like, so much fun, especially because we're like in Times Square. He was getting head in the green room. I, I, used, well, to I, know. I, I used to fuck. I used to fuck. Before he was twenty-one, <laughs> I stopped having sex when I got into comedy. Right. <laughs> well, it's because you're comedy. But uh, <laughs> they had like a shower, lots of rooms room. at that club, so oh you could just do a lot of shit. And then the, oh, the manager was so cool. He was like, "Hey, you should go there because nobody's in that room right now." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was great. When we We've got a closet. It's not even. That's a good club. That is a good. We had tours from like Australia come in. Then we like at later crowds, it'd be like all the people from like the Heights and Harlem and Brooklyn. So it'd be Spanish girls and black girls, and then it just it was just good. debaucherous times. It was just booty, so booty everywhere. Booty. The girls are like, "Let's get out of here," and Nick is like, "Where can we go?" And I was like, "Where can we go?" <laughs> and he goes, "I got some money for a hotel." And I was like, Come on. Dude. We can go to a hotel. <laughs> Come on. I was trying to win that. You, night. you yeah. win. You win, Dick. Like, you ain't going to leave me out here, man. And it started raining, so we got like. It, it, uh, go All the hotels in like a five block radius were sold out. So we had to go to Jersey. And the girls were already like, what, what are we doing? We're taking a cab to New Jersey. So we get a room. It's two uh, twin size beds. Yeah. And we we got no remember there was a, a, a room next door where the dude was selling like cups of liquor. There's and we, a guy in the parking lot selling window <laughs> open, yo. And that's what he does. He's selling cups of Ciroc, five dollars, five dollars a cup. And I looked at it, I was like, Nick, you got cash? Like, yeah. Like, All right, let's get um, uh, like, let's get fuck? four cups of Ciroc, please. Do you have ice? He was like, Nah, there's an ice machine over there. I was like, Oh, true, true. <laughs> go back inside with chairs, and me and the one girl go into the bathroom, and that was fun and. I hear arguing in the room, and Nick and the other girl are like arguing about some Lion King shit. Trivial argument. Something in the movie. I think one of my jokes had a joke about Lion King, and I don't know. We just got into it. I said, Nick, I need to talk to you outside. I'm in a towel now. Talking to him. I like go back inside. Tell her, take her pants off. <laughs> he goes back inside. Take your pants off. She's like, "Excuse me." I said, "That's not what he meant." <laughs> I, I was drunk, so I, I, I no. I was just reacting. Will you please I'm take your pants off? And then she's no like, "Okay." Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was Good two time. couples on two take your pants off. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the girl fell asleep on the one bed, and I guess they fell on the twin on the other bed. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll never forget, I had my head on the pillow, and Nick woke me up, butt-ass naked, with a condom still on his dick, <laughs> dick right by my face. He's like, hey, man, uh, you know where the remote is? <laughs> and the man was like, man, get your dick, your dick away. Put your dick away. What's wrong with you? Put your goddamn I, dick away. Hey, why is the condom on your dick? Still, she's sleeping. <laughs> I called him Dick Alexander for the next year. You still call me that. Yeah, if fine. I'm being rude. <laughs> That's a great call it Richard Alexander. Yeah, it sounds normal. Yeah. It sounds normal. It sounds Get over like here, a normal Richard. day at Matt's house. It sounds it like... a normal day for me. <laughs> yeah. That's a Except for it's not raining. Every that... story that they have is it's, it's raining. It's raining. It was raining. raining I don't think it's going to rain here, though. It doesn't rain. I feel like I, I, it rains I mean, for 10 if it rains here, you're lucky. I have no stories like that yet. I haven't hit the road, and I haven't been... I literally... Haven't had sex in two and a half years. What? Choice by choice? 
I mean, are you, like, are you trying to be celibate? No, no, no. That will get you in. I'm a great wingman. Matt, wing Matt hypnotized the, wing the chicken to, into fucking somebody else. So you can, don't yeah. say that. You're not allowed to say that. You can't <laughs> say that on TV. Can, I mean, we're he about really to get hypnotized, for, uh, but he gets uh, Now for a commercial break, uh, we will be right He's back. He's just here. so smooth. He's just so smooth. podcast has been brought to you by the good folks at Ambien. It's like a Jedi mind trick. Hypnotized you into this is going to be it the worst story. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. We got the new Bill Cosby. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> if you watch my watch real closely, <laughs> you are getting see. sleepy. Now show the titties. It's called the crack house. <laughs> Take off your pants. <laughs> the worst. Uh, we went to do a show in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, mm, yeah. was it Tommy Davidson? We were opening for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Michael Collier. It was Tommy and Mike. Yeah. So we did the show. Nick was still under 21. So everybody was like, Tommy and Mike were like, let's go to the club. Nick would get in the club, come hang out at and take pictures. The comedy club where everybody used to fuck uh, closed down. So they let us take a bunch of bottles to the bar. I had fantasy and all kinds of vodka and shit in a fucking duffel bag for this road gig. <laughs> so Nick is in the room. I go out to the party. I meet this girl. And she's like, where are you guys staying? I didn't see the show. And I was like, oh, we're over here at the fucking Marriott. Come through. I get a phone call when I get back to the room. Uh, Mr. Richards, you have some guests? I was like, ladies? He was like, yeah. I was like, how many? He was like, uh, one, two, three, four, nine. nine. <laughs> I was like, it's nine chicks down. Send them up. Right away, please. Nick, get the ice. Go get some ice. Get the bottle. Woo! It's going down. Putting on cologne and shit. I was like, yeah, fuck you. We went in the hotel room tonight. Yeah, so the girls came up. We laughing. Everybody's having a good time. Hey, Nick is the bartender. Is Nick's going door to door looking for Nine Ciroc. out of nine are all relatively pretty girls. They were, so all, they were was beautiful. A, it was all, yeah, all for pretty. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We had the cream of the crop of Lancaster. We're Lancaster nines. <laughs> we had the so cream of the crop. Fours, like. Scottsdale twos. Scottsdale twos. <laughs> Lancaster nines. Glendale threes. Glendale so threes. <laughs> so we had nine pretty girls in our room, like and it's just, just the two of us. Out. We're drinking, drinking laughing. laughing, joking. It's great. Knock on the door. Well, first of all, the promoter wasn't even at the show because he was on house arrest. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to stay until I have to leave, but I trust this I, I got to chill out. <laughs> y'all do y'all thing. I got to be I got to be There's a knock on the door. And I look at the peephole, and it's just a bunch of niggas. I'm like, where the fuck? Where did these dudes come from? They were the promoter's boys. They had a key to our room because they had to like book the hotel room. Oh, so they got this grabbed a key too? I don't know why he knocked if he had the key because yeah. I was like, hey, give it just a minute. Bitches, get in the tub. Bitches, get in the tub. <laughs> How many bitches can we fit in the shower? Curtain. Curtain. Oh, God. Nick, so Nick take your condom off. Put your pants on. Dude, Nick, what you think of it? And these guys live in the neighborhood, so they know all the girls that hang out in the nightlife or whatever. And they're like, oh, y'all thought y'all was going to fuck some fake celebrities? And uh, yeah, it was hating. Oh, they came in. They came in. They came in and took yeah. over. They brought dark energy in the room. Such oh, dark energy. The they were like, oh, yeah, we knew you. They on. There was, there was this, yeah. Did you usually call on? house arrest and be like, hey, get you. Nah, we couldn't get him out because we were scared right of now. shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> we was like, yeah, we just got to have to just let We go. ended up sitting on a bed together <laughs> while two of the dudes had sex with a girl in the bathroom. And we listened. And he just pounded away and pounded away. And pounded away. And you sat quietly because you didn't want to be next. I mean, this night's going to be a complete loss. I'm going to listen. Like, fuck that. Creep life? They're going to leave, and I'm going to need material. Yeah. So. Nah, it was, it was wrong what they did. So I'm like, you know what? 
weed. They drank all our liquor. They drank all our liquor. Smoked the weed. <laughs> and then they drink, and then the chicks left with them, I'm assuming, too. Well, no, the they heckled the chicks out of, the, like, a bunch yeah. of them were just like, you know what, fuck you guys. And they left. They got obnoxious, so the girls got turned off, like, six of them. But seven or eight of them? It was six. It was about six or seven of them. Yeah. You know, and then there's, Three like, left. two left. Yeah, whatever. Your math sucks. And then one take them to the bathroom. Because there's yeah. two guys on one chick, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one stayed in the room with us, so no, she left too after a while. They, they, everybody so left everybody us. except one. <laughs> one pretty thought. And then... Yeah, like, I'm going to take the rest for the team. But here's my thing. They didn't even perform. Even on the oh, no, they were performing in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. We were listening. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, he was, hitting, he was killing it, though. I ain't going to lie. I mean, I guess it's... In the he drug was putting world, in work. In the drug world, they were performing every day. He was, yeah, 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 that's true. He was putting in work, though. Well, I, if someone legit comes in... Like, it used to happen to us in Tucson all the time. We used to go out in Tucson. Mm-hmm. go out there and party. Yeah. And, like, when I was, like, in my early 20s. And we'd be at a party, and all of a sudden, Richard Jefferson and uh, Mike Bibby and... All the Arizona uh, guys. All the Arizona guys would come in and... Attention shift. They would just, they would literally no. They wouldn't attention shift. They'd just be like, okay. They'd snap, and all the girls would leave, and they'd walk out. And they'd go to the party with them, and it would just be like ten dudes just chilling in there. I'm just like, but what are you gonna do? You're gonna be like, I'd, I'd go. Nah, I'd <laughs> really fuck that I, little I, ear, I, motherfucker. I'd leave too. Yeah. <laughs> like man, fuck him in his little ears. Come on, girl, stop playing around. <laughs> I remember uh, Derek, a friend of ours. Uh, we went to a Halloween party, and Derek Which doesn't dress one? up. This is a couple years ago. In New York? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In Hell's Kitchen. Okay. I was dressed up as Snooky. I was in full drag. Oh, I remember that. And, uh, you were? De- yeah. Derek was dressed as himself. Um, <laughs> he has enough costume parts where Derek is himself. He was like, I'm going as a more successful version of me. <laughs> dumbest costume ever. We get Put to the club. shades and a, and a good new fitted and some new sneakers. And, that's, a, and a Gucci belt. And that's the, the new belt. It was a $50 cover for dudes. And he was like, oh, well, fuck this place. And I was like, no, nah, I got it. Look at the line. It's all models and Instagram bitches. We going in. So I paid the cover. We get inside. We're like the only dudes there. And surprisingly, the girls were talking to me, even though I looked like, like a hideous They monster. got a kick out of it. Yeah, like, they were like, oh, my God, it's costume. And uh, at the end of the night, it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. I invited these two girls to IHOP. And they were like, yeah, we'll go to IHOP with you, tranny man. And, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Shades dude. We're leaving. And Trey Songs was outside. And uh, they forgot all about us. What did it, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? We can't be yeah. with songs right now. Especially back then. Sure. He had that. If I used to like, say ah or some shit like that. Uh, One of them. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's when you hang out for a little bit. Because Trey Songs wasn't going to go home with these chicks. And then they're already uh, excited. Like, mm, now you're going to settle for it. No, they left with him. They left with They left with him. There was an L taken. <laughs> Many an L. The same night, I made out with a girl that threw up in a garbage can. She was in a Cinderella dress. Really? Mm-hmm. Did she throw up after you or before you? Before. Oh. I watched her throw up, and, and then we started talking about how she got so sick, and then she kissed me. I didn't know. He, I remember that. And she the worst me. visual ever in my head right now. Like, man, I had a little on my chances, man. I had a little on my chances. It's like a romantic you, you, you comedy under rain and women. Matt tries to see the best in people. I kissed a girl, didn't know she had a mustache until I felt it on my, my lip. <laughs> Go for it. So, now, are you in L.A. now, or are you still in New York? I'm in L.A., You're but in right yeah, I'm back and forth a lot. Which, which, which ghost do you prefer now that we're already talking about your... Uh, Bad Boys and uh, Tupac. And, uh, L.A. is a beautiful place, but I am a New Yorker through and through. through, so, and through. Yeah. Do you, uh, question I always have. Way better stage time in New York. Way better stage time? Yeah. Now, uh, being in Phoenix, hanging out with the comics here, mm-hmm. a lot of the, when people think that they're ready to go on to the next step, 
they either they're they're just New signing York. over New York or LA. New York. Regardless of who you are as a comic. You will do more shows in a month in New York than you could do in a year in LA. If you're grinding the way you should be. What if acting is as hard as you, what if you want to do acting just as much? Do you still think that that's a, the best route just to build? If you want to act, art? LA. Acting okay. LA. Yeah. Okay, well, well, I'm just saying if you're doing stand-up too, because I know a lot of people that do stand-up that also want to act. They want to have both of them. But, but if you want to be a great stand-up, you go to New York. Yeah, I agree. Because you will get on so many stages. Yes. You can do six, seven a night if you want to, seven nights a week. And good, and good audience, and good stages. For the most part, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And you make money. And to make money? Eventually. You make good money, yeah. Now, how, how long until you came out to L.A.? Uh, I moved out almost two years ago. So I was, like, doing really well in the New York scene, and then just, it was just other stuff that made me want, kind of want to go out to L.A. Yeah, what, what, what were those things? I was uh, roommates with my grandmother. Roommates with your grandmother? Not really roommates. She was paying all the rent. I, I, I was, lived with, I was my living with my grandma. But I just felt like I had to kind of, like, leave the nest and just kind of, you know, do my own thing and find myself. So I was like, I'm not going to be in New York. And I should be in L.A. because L.A. is the next best city to do comedy and still thrive eventually with, you know, entertainment and mm-hmm. other stuff. So, you know. And you like it? I do like L.A., actually. I, I agree with him, though. The stand-up scene, you just get really just soft and you just, by nature, you don't get up as much. And so you regress a little bit. But you do when get you, to do other things. So. When you say soft, are you saying because the talent, you think that the comedic talent out there is so much better? In New York, or it's harder no, to follow. No, crowds are just crowds easier are and, and yeah. lazier, so you okay. just kind of can get in a bubble of just thinking shit is funnier than what it really is. So. That's one of the things that we noticed about LA comics coming out here is that you can tell they haven't been on stage that much, mm-hmm. and there's something about being on stage all the time. It just does something for you. There are it, a lot of LA comics that do get up a lot. There yeah, are. There are some good ones for sure. But there's there's a bunch. There's like how many comics are there in LA? Like it's just as many in New York. That's the problem. Because there's not as much May, Maybe 10% get on stage regularly. Mm-hmm. I can't I quantify the percentage. It's I'm just, just saying, like, it's not a lot. No, there's definitely a smaller percentage of them. That are and so you got a lot of them coming out here to work. You got going all over the country to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just not getting the time to practice. But as a new comic going to New York, it's still hard to get stage time, too. I mean, right? you're going to have to be patient and take your lumps, but how bad do you want to be good? Right? True. So yeah. You got to, you know, spend the first few months hanging out and... Just being there and then getting then getting your chance, and when you get I mean, your chance, you do your thing. It's gonna take three years handing out tickets in Times Square before you get stage time. That's the problem. Nah, it, he was a different scenario because yeah. it was young, and they just took advantage of him being right. a teenager. So like, I was really good at ticket sale. Yeah, and yeah, I was having like six, seven hundred dollar days. Right, for sure. But if you think about it, it probably made you better at comedy. Oh yeah, I dealt with so because, much rejection. Yeah, that I was like, oh, I don't care if you don't fucking laugh. It taught you how to please people. True. I mean that, and that's. I mean, the biggest part for me when I got <clears throat> got into comedy was, gosh, hearing no so many times. You're like, how many times can I do it? You heard it so much. When did you, you were you so you're 14 mm-hmm. when you started thinking about getting into comedy. You didn't get on stage till 17. You're young, obviously. I was like too. 18 when I started. I just, so I, yeah, it, it's hard. It's just I, I could never see myself ever. And then I really doing like that. I got like I tried to bark and sell tickets, and then I had this one guy because i was horrible and i sold like one ticket and so but it was like a 20 dollar cover so they're gonna make money but he was like you only sold one ticket so i'm only gonna give you two minutes and then i was like the fuck i did my two minutes but i said i'm never doing shit like this again for stage time and i just found another way so like you get into the urban rooms and you just these bar shows and then you just club so there's like three four different urban rooms are black black <laughs> sorry oh, is that what that means? yeah the black circuit chitlin nigga whatever you want uh, <laughs> it, it, but it just makes you better because you're just going against tougher crowds and you're dealing with all these crazy environments. And after that, it's like, man, 
going to a club, you know, in the middle of the country or whatever is just nothing because you've been in places where they, everybody in the show probably had a gun in there and they could have killed you. Well, in the middle of the country too, it's so much easier. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I, it, for me at least, I think they're more. People well, come can, out only like people come out to laugh. Right? right, that's it. It's the destination. It's what they've been looking forward to, mm-hmm. and, and that is the thing to do. As like, opposed to the New York rooms, it's like, okay, y'all are drinking, y'all are eating, but we're gonna put this comedy show here, surprise, right, right. <laughs> and laugh if y'all like it. And so you gotta like earn their laughs, right? You, if you're in a bar and they're playing the game and everybody's drinking, and, and they stop it, you know, yeah, no <laughs> one, no one is happy to see comedy. What's fuck your jokes. Fuck your jokes. Those are the words. Or I hated when I when I first started doing comedy. I did a lot of between band shows. Mm. Like those are kind of good though in New York. Oh, like, see, they are they are well they were <coughs> yeah. horrific for me because no one wanted to see a comic. They were waiting for their next band and they're like, mm-hmm. bring on the band and there's sound checks going on while you're doing comedy. You're like, oh, it's like doing stand up at a strip club. Yeah. Nobody came yeah. for jokes. Yeah. <laughs> bring on that, the titties. I've done, that, I've done that too. Mm-hmm. The band shows are always good. Like we like to do those because you would get more time. So, like, you get, like, maybe, like, 15 to 20 minutes, you know, in between. Well, yeah, and if you can up, get yeah. them, and then you might have to go back again. So, like, comics actually look forward to doing, like, those music shows because also to the crowds are, like, sometimes better. Like, we used to do a rap show at one of the clubs. And, like, the rap shows, we would think, like, oh, shit, this man hood people in there. It might be tough. And those were some of the best shows because they were just, like. Speak for yourself. I hated that shit. I love that shit. Yeah, see, I hated doing music shows, too, because you have to change the energy. Um, it's, it, like, it's a different energy between music and comedy. 200 motherfuckers in there, and they're all waiting You were You didn't like stage. doing Mike Barber shows? Those were funny. Those were, yeah. Okay. Are, you, are you talking about um, Ahmed? Yeah. <laughs> he would start the show two hours late. All uh, these yeah. motherfuckers are there just to, to perform, and the friends are there to see them perform. They don't right. give a fuck about anything else. Right. So yeah. it's like, hey, I'm going to do some jokes. Why? Yo, you want to see Jamal? Where's Jamal at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Jamal's good. I will be playing the part of Jamal the same thing. <laughs> right. Action. I did, uh, I, did a, I did a heavy metal festival. Okay. Mm. How's that? It, I mean, what? What you thought it was? I mean, I did it two, two, well, night, two, I, I, I did it two nights in a row. So there was a band, okay. and then they'd stop. A comic would come out, do five minutes, five to seven minutes, while they reset. they're resetting behind you, full like crazy yeah. for the next band to come up. And people are just kind of leaving to right. get alcohol. And then there's maybe like a hundred people standing stay, mm-hmm. and they just don't give a shit. And it's heavy metal. Well, so that's you know the what shit is? that makes you that it builds character and all that. So, yeah. so the first night, I got nothing. I went up there and almost froze. Because I was only a year in. Okay. I almost froze. And then the next night, they had a beer bong. Mm. So I improvised, and I went on stage and did a beer bong in front of the crowd before my set. And then they all listened. Oh, yeah. It wasn't great still. Right. It, was, it was still fucking <laughs> but awful. Listening. But they were at least looking at me. Got their they, attention. Were, they were flipping me off and shit. But it was like, they were, I'm, you're, you're, you're yeah. paying attention. Like a normal show. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. No, like the comic in, we knew in New York who used to be like the metal guy, but like, you know, they loved him was uh, Jay Okerson. Like, oh, Okerson, yeah, he, right. he could just like, that. he he's now good. Jay he's is a fucking, I mean, he was he's always a beast. a beast, but he's a yeah. king now. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, well, and that's pretty probably because of those shows. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think they, tough skin. It, it's tough though yeah, to get true. that kind, like, music, rap show, whatever, rock bands, that kind of energy, only five to seven minutes is not enough time. Like, you just need a little bit more time yeah. to kind of get them into you. And five minutes is just not enough. Because in their minds are like, yeah, I think he's going to be off in five minutes. The last guy was off five minutes. Right. We're going to drink a bathroom, bathroom, bathroom break. Shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did a show for the Hells Angels, and that was the worst. Like, I was so, that was the only show I've ever been scared of. Like, I'm, I'm going to get stabbed, cut, shot, something. And it's probably the best show ever. Like, they all listened. They That's were, dope. I got invited back to their clubhouse afterwards, which hey. I was definitely like, I'm definitely going to die tonight. But, like, they were fucking so cool with me. It was, it was amazing. 
Like, you never know the crowd that you're going into. Like, you kind of have an idea, and you're like, oh, this is going to suck. And then all of a sudden, they could be the best thing ever. Is that the weirdest show you've ever done? No, the weirdest show I ever did, I did an anniversary party at a swingers club. Uh, uh, that was that was by far that takes the cake. Yeah. We've done a couple living room shows. I did a I've done some living I did room a, shows. a mansion for a, a Seder dinner that was like also an anniversary party. So they had this mansion in Long Island and the the husband was like, "All right, so you're going to just come out of the kitchen when the chef brings out the dessert uh, and just walk around the table." Um, the guy sitting to my left is a dentist. He he's probably going to talk to you the most. He's like, "So don't feel free to harass him a little bit." No, harass him. <laughs> okay uh, I said so no one's gonna introduce me At this dinner and He was like no I said nobody knows I'm coming I like, nah. So I put a hoodie up I ran out <laughs> with a bottle of liquor I was like Black Lives Matter <laughs> And uh, Like the women at the table Freaked the fuck out Like oh! And I was like Oh I'm kidding Eddie Eddie hired me Hi I'm Matt Richards I'm a comedian I'm gonna tell some jokes At the dinner table this is weird now. <laughs> they all thought they were getting robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. Did it work out? Uh, Where was this? This was uh, in Long Island. Emilio set it up. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Shout out to Emilio. He's the owner of New York Comedy Club. Okay. Dope guy. Scott and Emilio. You representing the brand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had, 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 had me do some weird shows. But did it work out? Did you get, I mean, did it... I got paid. It was $800. For I was how, like, this is fucking long? dope. I did a half hour. Damn. Walking around a dinner table. And I was and he got dinner, right? It was six hundred, but he tipped me too. He was like, "Yeah, I know that." Was <laughs> How about you, Nick? What about your weirdest my show? My weirdest show—it's uh, a little more sentimental. Um, my uh, my aunt had passed away, and uh, my and my family's from Haiti, so we went. I went to Haiti for the funeral, and you know, obviously, when that happens, it's like all the family flies out to you know get together and celebrate or whatever like that. But like, we don't really grieve; we really celebrate our relatives. And by then, I had been doing comedy for years, so everybody was like. Uh, my family calls me Nikki, so they're like, you should perform tonight. I'm like, what? Nikki, come on stage and do your comedy jokes. Right. My, 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 I, don't, I don't feel like fucking telling jokes. Make them laugh, Nikki. Come on. Yeah, and then so I ended up doing a show in the living room at my aunt's house in front of all my relatives. And like, I had no mic, but I, I took the remote control and I was like, my, my, I, need, I need a makeshift mic. Like, I need that. I can't do invisible fucking, yeah. Just, yeah, I need, or like theater shit. I need the mic. So I, that, was my, that was my pretend mic. And then I just had to keep moving Everybody around like in a 360 so that everybody could connect with me while I'm telling the jokes. Yeah, that boy is good. I did like 20 minutes in the living room after we all ate in front of like my relatives that were like all over the past people rights. Really? Yeah, it was, it was good. I, I, I did that at a family reunion for my grandma's 90th birthday last year. I did a show in front of everybody. Much and, happier uh, times, I'm sure. It was, she laughing? She was, uh, she really can't hear, but okay. she was smiling. Everybody else was laughing. It was good. But my weirdest show is I did a Freemason, Freemason What's show, that? which is like that old, like kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like an old. Secret society. I don't want to, Colt's not like good. The, Secret society with these guys wearing like these like big yeah. chains, and it was in front of like 20, 30 kids Whoa. in just a lit auditorium okay. where they're eating. I and think these they men lied to wore you. these big like. There's not kids in, in the Freemasons. That, that was <laughs> that <laughs> was no. They were they were it was uh, the 17 year olds were were getting uh, initiated. initiated into the older, and there was younger one kids that were there watching their brothers yeah, and get into it. And you put played a part in that. I, I, I did comedy in front of them. It was and it actually was one of my favorite shows. Like the parents were great. The kids were awful. Oh, dope. Kids oh. were awful. They're on their phone the whole time. The kids normally, but the parents were great and they had a good time. John, what was your craziest? Park show or something? No, um, <laughs> I done I've done a halftime show for a roller derby, 
That was uh, cool. How that? That, yeah, you think so, but at the halftime show, everybody's leaving to go get refreshments. Uh, so like, and then there was a nun, a pirate, and a ninja in the room, like a real pirate. At least, dude really thought he was a pirate, and it was a real nun. I don't know if the ninja was real. The ninja could have been fake, but the pirate, like this dude, really thought he was a pirate. But he was a real pirate. I didn't trust that ninja. Yeah, I saw him on CNN two weeks later. He was the real pirate. Um, I did a nudist colony. Ooh, did you have to do yeah, naked? Yeah, naked. It was my, one of my first gigs. Did you have to hold a mic or did you? The dude just hit me up. up. Did, did you ever do? Did you ever do? No, you probably didn't do that show. There was no. a show in New York. One of the theme shows. This girl used to. It's called the Naked Show, and then like they perform naked at yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did it in L.A. for a while too. I, apparently Nick did a lot of those shows because he's happy, just dick out, caught him on. <laughs> That's how he likes to roll. No, I didn't do that show. Do show. Oh, you didn't do that show. No. You never did the naked show. I don't know. I didn't. Allison didn't ask me. I wouldn't have done it anyway. Judd's very North Carolina confident. North Carolina. No, he just they was paying me. Very North Carolina. You don't understand. I grew up poor. They were giving me two hundred dollars. Yeah, I will take All my clothes off for two hundred dollars. And it was one of my first gigs. So they, I was doing twenty minutes. I maybe had ten. Okay, get like, your money, man. Get your money. But everybody was naked, so there's tons of material. I've heard. I've heard Rob <laughs> Little funny. does a lot of that stuff. He told me he does. He has a lot of nudist colonies. They, they don't. They don't always ask to uh, be naked. But now he's at the level where they're like, "Hey, Rob, if, if you want to, if you want to keep it on." <laughs> Yeah. We cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? His name's Rob Little for a reason. Uh, I did a state fair too. Yeah, where are we at? I did a Sweet Sixteen, an Indian Sweet Sixteen. Indians like uh, the kid went to private school, so like a bunch of the kids were doing like, coke in the bathroom, <laughs> and like it was divided. So half the the room was the girls' friends, and then the other half was like the family from India and everybody. So I was killing on their side. Kids could give a fuck. <laughs> they yeah, that's, how that's how it was with me. They were on their phones the whole time. I tried to say something, and the kid literally looked me up and down and just looked back at the phone. I got brought I was up like, what am I gonna do? by the cousin from India who's like a, a radio personality in India. His name was Twinkle. <laughs> and he goes, all right, everybody ready? Put your hands together for the comedy man. <laughs> <laughs> It was the best to date. It was the best intro I've ever got. Because he asked me what he wanted me to say, and then he wrote it all down on the index card. And he's like, okay, okay. All right. All right. Get ready for the comedy man. John Carden, if you do not introduce him that way for the rest of the week. I'm not hosting. I will not book not you hosting. for the rest of the week. I don't even care. I don't even care. Do the comedy man. The comedy man. The comedy man. Where are you? Oh. That should be the next DVD that comes out for you. The Comedy Man! Richard's Comedy Man. <laughs> Richard, yeah, I got, you should call that guy and have him bring you out. I'm hit him up. Hey, yo, Twinkle. Twinkle, Twinkle. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys coming and doing this podcast with us. Um, we're going to have... Buck's going to do cleanup in just a second, but real quick before we get there, uh, Matt, tell everybody anything you want. Uh, social media sites. Uh, where you're gonna Matt be at. was funny. I'm here at the House of Comedy till Sunday. And then I'm recording my debut comedy album in New York on June 10th. Nice. Ballerina where, Man. Where are you doing that at? New York Comedy Club. New York Comedy Club. That's why you're spelling Nick. Cool. Awesome. Nick? Yeah, man. I'm just, uh, I'm going to be on tonight. Uh, two shows with Matt. If you guys can come out down to the House of Comedy, you follow me. Live? This yeah. isn't live, but uh, so we're, they won't. Well, we're not even live. Well, then, right well now, come see Matt Saturday or Sunday, stream. whatever it come out there. It's fine. You know. But just, you should still go see him. I'll be here. He'll be here. He'll be back. They'll bring him back. They're not going to hear this. All right. 
Uh, Nick of Comedy, N I C K O F. If you see him anywhere in your area, go see <laughs> Matt. Go see Matt. He's a good guy. Uh, Nick of Comedy, uh, one word, Nick of Comedy on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Nick Thank of you. Comedy. John? Find me on Instagram at Jack Galvin's Roommate. It's the underscore John underscore Carden, and that's Instagram. That's all I really give a shit about. Perfect. His name is on the lease. Oh, yeah, I'll be here all weekend. So, so I work for him. Nick, <laughs> Nick, do you have shows coming up? Uh, yeah, actually, July um, 5th, I'm at the Comedy Store in the in the Belly Room. I'm, I'm doing opening up the Roast Battle show. So that's oh, right. nice. So if you are in L.A. Tuesday night, the uh, 5th, come out to the Comedy Store, man. It'll be good. Perfect. Oh, wait. Hollywood, not La Jolla, right? Hmm? In Hollywood, yes. Hollywood. Hollywood. Good dates. Give us some dates. Oh, we'll, we and then Buckley will do his cleanup. There you go. No, we're going to get it out. Uh, Atlantic City, June 14th through the 16th. And yeah. You Atlantic doing, City. Are you doing a club, John Lassie? <laughs> June 26th. I'm at Gotham for Comedy Juice. Nice. That's it for now. Perfect. New York Comedy Club every day. New York Comedy Club. Buck Newman. All day, every day. Gang, what gang. kind of cleanup do you got over there for us, sir? Uh, if Not any. a ton. Actually, you guys did pretty good. I, I did want to mention, though, I currently have Snoop Dogg, The Game is to be Sold, Not to be Told. Good album. On cassette tape in my minivan. I was listening to it earlier today. <laughs> That's what's up. I thought that was just a weird coincidence. That's one of the No Limit ones, right? That's the first No Limit. Yeah. Like, right after he left Death Row. Right, right, that was right. The first appearance of Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was Snoop Doggy Dogg. Doggy Dogg. Contractually couldn't be that for Master P. Switch it up. Okay. Yeah, so yeah it was a big business that. deal when he went to No Limit. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, he was gone for a few years and then yeah. he came back. Oh, I love Snoop. Still a G thing or something. Uh-huh, Rhythm and Gangsta. Yeah, yeah. C-Murder was on that. Still serving life in prison, I understand. It. <laughs> C-Murder. Why they call me C-Murder? Because I see. He earned it. C-Murder. Oh, the, the story of selling cups of Ciroc out of a window? <laughs> She's just very, like... Legitimate businessman. How do, you, how do you... Is that common in New yeah, York? Yeah. It was in New Jersey, technically. Well, because... Uh, in the hotel parking lot. The thing is, is, like, that was a hotel, right? So sometimes... Like a motel. Motel. So you could do this thing with short stays, and you pay for, like, three, four, six hours or whatever like that, and, like, there's just people who just be chilling there and will sell... The people get, just sell it's stuff? It's yeah, 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 yeah. So he's just trying to hydrate people. Jesus. <laughs> you're, you're, you're polite about it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I do the trick, son. So what, what? Is this like a window in a building or his car? No, nah, he had a room. It just he had his window open though. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember him being on the ground. Yeah, he was. We went down. Wasn't in a room. He didn't have like a bucket and pulley park. system. He was. I remember going into his room though because we went we to get. Room. I went. Well, you sent me out to get shit to get ice, and I went to another room. Nick he remembers it into okay. a room. <laughs> Show us on the doll, Nick, yeah, where like he touched New Jersey hotels function like small supermarket. <laughs> very, very, very ratchet. I would have never walked into that room. Okay. It's like that movie, Kid. <laughs> when you're trying to get it popping, you're spending that money. Like, Evidently, I'm not trying to, to get it popping. That's the problem. Like way too grown up for me, and I could never. Kids was an accurate depiction of, of New York at a time. Now it's all safe. Yeah, back. I've, I've yet to be in New York City. I, I need to. Yeah, do so it, man. Oh, you got to go. You can buy liquor out of a window. I know. I'm excited. I won't go in the room, though. Jersey Fuck that shit. Or the Bronx. Just get the three-hour <laughs> special. You'll just get a <laughs> Didn't you buy weed, too, for them? No. It was just liquor? I wasn't smoking. Oh, okay. It was illegal at that point, Nick? No, he just wasn't. He's working for Disney. on the shelf. Yeah, so, what else? Great song. We got nothing there. The Freemasons uh, are what? 
typically considered to be mature adults, but each lodge gets to pick whether they let kids in or not. So, and it's no, international, were, so they could be kids in there. Probably. That was a pedophile convention. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> Disguised as a... <laughs> a, lot of, there's a lot of shit talked about the podcast. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. That's it. Is that it? Cool. Yeah, we cool. covered a bunch well, all right. of stuff. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for coming for out. Appreciate us, it. Crack House. All love. Crackheads, we'll see you next week. Uh... Old Arroyo Entertainment. Record, mix, and master your work in a private studio in Central Phoenix, near Camelback and Central, south of Uptown Plaza, near the light rail station. And you know they also do photography for your events, wedding, and portraits. Check them out online at oldarroyoentertainment.com. That's old arroyo, A-R-R-O-Y-O, entertainment.com. Big Pine Comedy Festival, September 19th to 22nd in downtown Flagstaff, Arizona. Check us out online at bigpinecomedyfestival.com.